Hello everyone and welcome to Someone Should Have Told Me. My goodness, since I've talked to you last, so many things have happened and I've been trying to get back to you guys. Oh my God. The thing is, I want everyone to know that short of death, we will be okay. I mean, we go through so many things in life and most of the time when we go through things, it is a lesson to be learned for our journey. It is the path that we chose to take. Maybe we have more lessons to learn because we took that path. It's the choices that we made that cause an effect and cause things to happen that maybe we don't like. Say for instance, the first thing that I can remember that was just so devastating was like the first time that you broke up with your first boyfriend. Okay, so I have been going with this guy and I probably should have broke up with him many, 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 many times before it was totally the end. But let's talk about him for a minute. So he was a very nice guy, so I thought. And he was from down south. He came to the big city. Father owned a lock shop, a locksmith shop. And so he knew the business. His father had taught him the business and they had a building. And so most of the time when he took me on a date, we would end up in the business like it was his apartment or something. Like we'd watch TV there and listen to music and go there and sit and talk because the office was made up because his father probably entertained a lot of women there because his father cheated on his wife a lot, which ding, 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 that should have been a sign for me when we ended up there on our dates most of the time. How I met him, his brother tried to talk to me, but he was way too old. I was in high school. And then he probably was like, I got a brother for you. And he kind of introduced us, but then it ended up being my best friend's cousin. So talking to him, dating him, of course, he was very nice. And then it was time to go to my prom. Of course, he had went to his prom and Arkansas, which was where he was from. And here it is, my prom. And he said he's going to take me to my prom. And it was the last day to get the tickets. And I, being naive, because I wasn't the girl that had been on a lot of dates, because you know my father was a minister, so we weren't going on that many dates. And so therefore, the day he was supposed to come bring me the money for the tickets, big, big excuse. Never showed up to bring me the money for the tickets. So then therefore I couldn't even go to my prom because I didn't have no tickets. So I didn't end up going to my prom, but the night of my prom, he took me out to dinner and took me to the waterfront. We did spend the evening together but 
I guess he made me miss my prom. I probably should have got rid of him then. But <laughs> it's so funny. I say, because I had a friend that used to always act like she was playing with her nose like she was so dumb. But I'm so dumb. But anyway, <laughs> I was young and dumb. Okay, so learned from that. Because then this particular guy, after making me miss my promise, still we dated after that maybe a couple of years. I think we end up moving together when I was like 20. Never would I want to move with anybody else that I am not married to. Because then you break up and you're not even married. And there's that common law thing, which is not a law in my state. So therefore, nothing, whatever. But this is what happened. So we're living together and we're not living together by ourselves. So his sister and his brother lives with us as well. And his brother was younger than us. And his brother had a girlfriend and they would do locksmithing like 24 hours, like emergency service. If somebody got locked out, they might get a call and they would have to go. So the young brother, girlfriend, had a girlfriend. And she introduced her girlfriend to my boyfriend. So they would sneak out. Oh, we got an emergency locksmith case. And they would leave out and I guess they would go with these girls, right? So it was a, I guess, close knit like little neighborhood. He worked in the neighborhood where my parents lived. And I happened to go over my parents' house this Sunday. It was supposed to be a dinner and he said he couldn't go or whatever. But to tell you how stupid this guy was, or he just really didn't care, I was starting to suspect that he was cheating. So I went to my mother's house this day for dinner. It was a Sunday. And then my younger brother came in and tell me that my boyfriend is next door. Now... Let me put this in perspective for you. We lived on a corner house and therefore then there was an alleyway and then the houses faced the main street. And so therefore there was a house, then there was an alleyway and then there was my mom's house. And so that first house before the alleyway he was over there with his brother, his brother's girlfriend, and this other girl who happened to be in his car. It was a lot of people out there. Everybody else was paired up, paired up, paired up. And he had the audacity to come and be right next door to my mother's house. Like they didn't know his car or my brothers or nobody would see them or maybe he just wanted 
them to see him so it could finally be over because you know after that it was finally over. I knew that he was not a disrespectful person. Well, he really was, but he wasn't going to be to my face. So I walked outside and everybody was like, oh my God, here she comes, here she comes, here she comes. But I am such a lady. I am not getting ready to embarrass myself by going and yelling at you for having somebody in the car pretty much like that's your girlfriend and I'm going to be looking stupid. I needed him to know that I knew and I needed him to know that no matter what, we about to break up, but I'm still going to be on top. So I come walking out the house, my mom's house, and I walk down over there. He just turns around after everyone says, oh my God, here she come, here she come. And I walked up to him and I said, I need $50. I need to go to the store and get blah, blah, blah. And I need some gas. And he started going through his wallet to give me the money. And I said, and this is not a surprise to me. I knew that you were messing around with some little low life trash and it doesn't bother me, but you will know that I will be packing my stuff and I will be leaving. Hello, honey. You can have him. I turned around and I sashayed myself back to my mom's house. And of course I cried like a baby when I got there, but my sisters were there and they was like, he's not worth it anyway. La 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 la. He's not even good enough for you. This, that, and the other. Of course, I don't even remember exactly because that was a long, 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 long time ago. I broke up with him and I moved back with my parents, stayed with my parents one year before my husband met my husband and asked me to marry him on the first date, all of those things. But in between me marrying my husband, of course, I told you that my best friend was this guy's cousin. So we did kind of like try to torture them a little bit, but not physically torture, just be like, I guess, look down on them because one day she was like, oh, let's go over there. And I'm young. I'm so young. I'm still like maybe 21, 22. And you know, you do this crazy stuff. So we go over to his house and him and his female is there. And we go in and they're so stupid. They let me in. Then I looked up and I had gotten these curtains from my old job and I didn't know where they were. I didn't take them when I left them, but they had my curtains hanging up in their windows all over their house. And I was like, what the heck is my curtains doing in here in front of his girlfriend and him? Just, you know, what, what are y'all doing with my curtains in here and all of this? And he's like, well, do you want them? I was like, no, I don't want them things. They ugly number one. And then why would I want them? And why would you even want them? And why would she let you hang my curtains in her house? Just all craziness. It's like short of death. We're going to be okay. Even though it feels devastating when things happen, 
short of death, you're going to be okay. The next time I feel like I was so devastated that I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And of course, you always feel like that when things happen to you and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But you're not. Okay. So I was working at a fabulous hotel downtown. I was a room service waitress. I'm downtown because I'm living with my sisters then. So it's absolutely right. It was before I end up breaking, living with that guy. Cause I first moved out at 18 and I was living with my sisters and I had a job at Kmarks. Kmarks. Yeah. I was working at Kmarks and it was a pretty decent job. Then I end up getting a job at the fabulous hotel as a room service waitress. Well, the room service waitress job, it was fabulous. I would go and bring the room service, knock on the door being, I met a lot of famous people at this hotel. Like I seen Diana Ross, I seen Peebo Bryson, I seen Natalie Cole. I seen this group called Lakeside, which they probably are a one hit wonder or whatever back in the 80s because they were young and they ended up chasing me down the hall trying to get me in their room. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> I was not that kind of girl. So therefore I ran and got on the elevator. So I end up getting fired from my room service job. And the reason I got fired is Oh yeah, I met Luther Vandross also. Got a signed album from him. And that was when he first came out. But anyway, so you would go take the food to the room and they would sign the bill and maybe put a dollar tip or something like that. So a couple of times you go and they don't put no tip. Like I said, I had this job when I was 18, 19. So I'd be like, they didn't give me no tip. I'm going to put my own tip down. So I would put a dollar. And I did that maybe five times. Some person, which good, because I had no business doing that. You live and you learn. I got called into the office because someone had some discrepancies with their bill. They was like, this bill is too much. I didn't owe that. I didn't know that. And they went through their bill meticulously. And come to find out, I had put a dollar there that got a dollar tip. And I had got that and went home. So to tell you the honest to God truth, after they found out, of course, they fired me. And I was devastated. Couldn't believe I got fired for a dollar. Oh my goodness. I'm just, oh my God. And at this point, I'm living with my sisters. I need to pay some rent. I come home and I'm crying, crying, crying. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to move back on with my parents. And oh my God. And my sister's like, girl, if you don't shut up and go find you another job, you ain't got to move. You just need to go find you another job. I was like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so that's when I went and got the job at Kmart. <laughs> I was working at Kmart. And that was a fabulous job. And then from there, I ended up working as a dental assistant because a dentist came into Kmart, wanted to teach me how to be a dental hygienist in his office. He had taught these two other young ladies to be dental assistants. And so I went to his office and I cleaned teeth and ran the office after that. Okay, so lived, learned, and moved on. Therefore, learn your lessons when things happen to you because the breakup with the boyfriend, thank God I broke up with him because to this day, he is nothing that I would want to be married to. Just makes me sick even thinking about it. And then getting fired from my room service waitress job. Did I really want to be a room service waitress for the rest of my life? And sometimes you have to get kicked out of somewhere for you to move and go on and do better for yourself. So because we have a tendency to hold on to things. I do not stop anyone who is trying to move on. Both of my sons got married and one ended up getting a divorce. When my sons tell me that they're going to get married, I told them, well, you know, we don't believe in divorce. And I told him that because I thought it was a little soon for him to be getting married, number one. Number two, I didn't think that who he was marrying was the best person for him to be marrying. And I didn't want to make that judgment call because I don't know what is good because they lived in Seattle, Washington, which is across the country from me. So I didn't really know the young lady and I really couldn't make any judgments. I didn't even know how she treated my son. I didn't know. So I hope that he is making a good decision. Just don't want him to be making the decision, you know, too fast and thinking that you're going to get married with the option of divorce. Don't want that to happen. I want you to get married thinking that you're going to stay married to the end. Divorce is not an option, but even though it is an option, I didn't want him to get married thinking it was an option. Therefore, when he decided to get a divorce, I was the last person he told. He had told my husband, my other son, my other daughter-in-law, and then he came and told me, and I am okay with that. I took the news well, and I just wanted him to be happy. That's all you ever want for your kids, okay? All you ever want. And so, like I said, short of death, you're going to be okay. But he is so funny because he was like, mother, I am getting a divorce, and I have thought about this for one whole year. And when I thought about it for one whole year, I still came to the conclusion that I don't want to be married to this woman. This woman 
She does not work. She does not clean. She do not want to go to school. And there's nothing that I can do with her as I am working 80 hours, 60 hours a week. I looked at him and I said, it's okay. I only told you that we don't believe in divorce because I didn't want you getting married thinking that that was an option because short of death, we're going to be okay. But I want you to try your hardest when you have put your word into something. When you say you're going to do something, I don't want you to give up easily, but it's okay. It's okay. So he has gotten a divorce and he is so much happier. He is my son that said he doesn't plan on being with one person for a while. And you know how I always say, just be honest with people. So he tells me he's polyamorous, which, okay, really? Y'all got to put a name to it? That's just not committing to a boyfriend or or a girlfriend, of course, a boyfriend if you're a girl, and a girlfriend if you're a boy, but that's just saying that I am not going to see just one person, and so now in today's society, we got to put a name to it, and it's polyamorous, and everybody knows that they're not the only one, and that's just the way it is. I am okay with it because short of death, will be okay. And my son is happy. And so when he brought two mates to visit us in our city, of course, they didn't stay with me. And I might have told you the story about Easter and them coming. And he was a little nervous about bringing them home. And so it took him three days to bring his friends home. And I felt bad about that because that is time that I could have spent with my son if he wasn't so nervous about bringing his two partners and about being judged because short of death, we will survive. So took him three days. And then when they did come and they got out the car, I'm standing on the porch and I'm like, it's Easter. I know, but did you think you was Jesus making me wait three days to see you? And we had a lovely time because that broke the ice with everyone that came in the car. And we end up playing games. We play Roma Cube and Dominoes. And it was a very, very nice time. And I think that they felt comfortable and did not feel awkward. Because why would I make anybody else feel anything other than happiness? My son comes to me and he says, Mother, so what do you think of my little crew? And I said, Son, as long as you happy... I don't care because happiness is most important in your life. And then we have me losing my parents at the same time. Oh my goodness. It has just been slightly over a year. It was a year, July 4th, and that was the most devastating thing that has ever, ever happened to me. My dad, nothing wrong with him. And then finding out 
that something is wrong with him and him gone within a week, less than a week, really. And then my mother goes the next day, which we were expecting her to go. But that was a lot. And my goodness, it knocked the wind out of my cell. It was still a beautiful, beautiful thing and a beautiful way to go. Short of death, I am still here. And so then time and everything makes it okay because I wouldn't want them here right now suffering. So they left this earth in a beautiful manner. And my goodness, I never could have thought what it would be like on this earth without my parents. It was so much. It was very devastating, but I am still here and I am okay. Again, short of death, you will be okay no matter what happens, no matter when it happens, no matter how it happens, if it happens because of some decisions you made, then you make decisions to make things change. If it's happening because of some choices that you made, that's just another way of saying decisions, but you will be okay. So whenever that you have a situation where you feel that it is just too devastating to get over, know that it's not. You will be okay. Now I have another situation that is going on right now. And it's with one of my nephews on my husband's side, which means we're not as close with his side of the family as we are with my side of the family, but they're still our relatives and we still love them. And whatever ever they go through, we will try to be there for them, but it's not all his fault. You know, I feel like he was not prepared for the world because at first the parents so afraid to just let him out, to ride a bike, let him start growing. You have to prepare your children for the world. Sometimes it's hard to prepare them because you just want to hold them and keep them. But you have to prepare your children for the world. This young man, no longer in school, by the time he's 18, he's a father. What? A father? You haven't even did anything in life. You're 18 and you're a father. Oh my goodness. It's not the end of the world though. We can recover from this, but oh my God, boom! A second child already. Oh my goodness. It's going to be harder. Yes, it is. But Short of death, you're going to be okay. You got to make some decisions because I understand you haven't really had a chance to grow up, but you can't even worry about that now. You're going to have to get it together because you have two children 
and you got to worry about them. You got to do the best you can to do the best for them because these are the choices that you made. You got to do the best for them so that they become viable people in society. And then you can worry about yourself later because right now you got to get it together, get it together fast and help these children. So it's not the domino effect and they end up worse off than you. I want us all to know it is never too late to start over. It is never too late to get started with doing the right thing when you've been doing the wrong thing. I just want you guys to know that there is a future. As long as there is breath in your body, you can move, you can soar, you can achieve, you can be a winner. The only time that there is no hope is when you are gone from this earth. But as long as there is breath in your body, you can succeed. You can soar. Even if you are 20, even if you're 30, even if you're 40, even if you're 50. People have started over in their 60s, 70s, whatever. Long as there is breath in your body, you can do and be whatever you want to be. Everything takes time. So the sooner you get it, the better off you'll be. But short of death, you're going to be okay. I really don't know what's ahead, but I know I don't want to stay behind. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you. I love you all so very much. You can listen to me at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. Listen now. Anywhere that you get your podcasts. Again, I love you all so very much. And I'll talk to you again, hopefully next week. Have a great week. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.